All right, I'm going to pause this, go grab my tea, and we'll be back. All right. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're tuning in from. I am chilling on my bed. This is Erin Nicole, and thank you for joining in on the Move Happy Movement podcast. If you're listening audibly and the Move Happy Movement vlog on YouTube. So really excited. This is a special release episode. Um, I So normally I interview guests on the show and edify them because that is my love language. I love to speak, give words of affirmation to others. It fills my love tank. And I also love to inspire you to live the life of your dreams. And uh, during this this pandemic that is still going on, uh, we've got the new new Delta variant wave going on. Um, a A lot of my connections are either sick, uh, have had family members pass away or are in hospice currently, um, or in, uh, rehab, et cetera, et cetera. Um, or themselves, they are sick or their, or their children are sick. And so, uh, I've been doing my own interview talking to myself about myself and about what's going on. And, uh, many of you have reached out to me and thanked me or, publicly posted comments, thanking me for sharing. So I hope that I'm adding value to you. I hope by the end, uh, you will be excited to continue and follow the journey and maybe get involved in some, some fashion. So this is a special episode with this coming Thursday, February 10th, 2022. Um, this is a first in the world global experience. Um, I designed this and I've got a team of collaborators that are a part of this. I'm calling it Real Entertainment Therapy Experience. This is a first to the market ever com- uh, combination of entertainment, musical entertainment. We have a variety of entertainers throughout this year that I'm planning to add in. It's all original material. And uh, this first experience and the purpose and the goal of it is to empower those that work specifically with veterans and first responders to improve in the treatment of people and patients with depression specifically. Um, For those of you that are not aware of the statistics, our veterans and first responders are 10 times more likely to contemplate or complete the deed of ending their lives prematurely as in suicide. This is a rough topic. It's not a positive topic, but someone has to talk about it. And that someone is me. Um, this was a clear moment, clear vision in 2018, when I called the 1-800 line out of my last desperation, uh, I experienced a very high trajectory of growth and success in my career working in a psychiatric hospital. I created three group therapy programs that were billable to the state of Washington without a license in therapy because I don't work inside boxes. And my boss was supportive and creative. She allowed me to be creative, um, especially because she had compassion and empathy towards me because her father passed away from cancer. My father passed away my third day on the job there. Um, And I experienced a huge amount of growth there, a lot of love from the staff, a lot of compassion from my patients. I got engaged very, very quickly, way too quickly um, after losing my father. I think sometimes we rush into things to try and heal ourselves and lesson learned, uh, it didn't work out. Um, my engagement fell through. I had to move. I had gotten 
a promotion within seven months that I was told I would never even be interviewed for without a state license. And I earned the promotion in seven months. And then I lost it because state budget cuts happened and uh, legislators that did not work at the psychiatric hospital that did not have any background in mental health treatment decided they did not want money to be allocated for our high risk call. Um, and 60 people lost their jobs that day. I lost my promotion. I didn't lose my job entirely. I was moved back into uh, the hall where I first started, but it no longer served me anymore. Um, uh, for one, I was living with my fiance. I wouldn't recommend it unless you absolutely have to live with someone before marriage. Um, statistically speaking, you're more likely if you live with someone, and this is from a class that I took in graduate school on the sociology and psychology of, nope, the sociology of work and family, uh, work, family, and there was a third title in there. I'm at Oregon State. You're more likely to end in divorce, especially if you are cohabitating with children involved and you are a step or pseudo step parent, um, which I was, uh, was not planning on moving in, uh, but I had uh, finalized my divorce a few months prior to, and I was still catching up financially. Um, I had to wait, I believe, 30 days before my first check from the psych hospital. Did not know that. I was driving before and after work, driving Uber and Lyft, trying to make ends meet, and I could not make ends meet by myself. Um, and this person took me into his home that barely knew me, but was attracted to me and we rushed into getting engaged. I didn't realize it until after he had told me uh, in our couples therapy towards the end of our relationship, um, we were trying to do, we were, we already mailed our invitations to everyone. Like I was going to marry this person. Um, but his true colors came out when I lost the promotion he charged at me in the house. Um, I was certain he was going to beat the shit out of me or kill me. Pardon my French. Sorry for not warning you. Um, if you have children, you might want to watch this episode first before or listen to it first before letting them listen. Um, luckily, his 10-year-old daughter was in the house. Uh, it was a small enough house that she heard everything. I screamed her name to bring him back to reality. And he fought, and he realized because he had a traumatic brain injury. And he I didn't realize that slamming my ring on the table was probably not the most kind thing I could have done when he accused me of cheating on him when I was definitely walking home from getting my car oil changed that he had forgotten about less than 24 hours prior to. I'm grateful that his daughter was there, but I'm also terribly sad that she had to witness domestic violence from her father, because now she has to decide for herself as she gathers herself as a young adult. Do I choose men like my father or do I choose men that are not going to be violent? Um, so I'm sad that she had to witness that, but I'm also grateful that I am alive because she was there. Um, I did have a conversation with her mother and I tried to see if I could salvage the relationship. However, uh, they had been broken up for a decade. He had not changed his behavior and his TBI got worse. Uh, she said, I believe I caused that trauma because I used to throw my ring all the time. And that was how I solved my problems with him. And I realized that it was a toxic relationship. So I said, well, 
I didn't throw it, but I definitely didn't place it gently on the table. And the reaction was a 10 when it should have been a two or a three elevated. Uh, was not safe for me to live there. I did not feel safe. I told my boss, Sue, in a private conversation, and she encouraged me to uh, get free therapy through our uh, workplace program. They did three free hour sessions that you can take an hour off of work so you don't miss any of your work um, pay to do it because they do encourage at the state level. And I'm grateful that she encouraged me to do it. She was taking, she was going to therapy because her next door neighbor was murdered from his uh, son or nephew that was living with him that had mental illness. And she encouraged me. She said, um, it, this has been the best thing for me to process through and have some time for me with um, basically it's like getting coached from someone as an adult. Uh, some of us, especially in the mental health space, we don't want to say that we need mental health services, but I definitely did because I was I was struggling. I didn't feel safe in my own home and no one should have to not feel safe in their home. I was grateful that he let me move in there, but it was way too fast um, because of fi financial means. Couldn't move in with mom because she was taking care of my brother and his three kids. And my eldest nephew has his own issues with mental illness and drug abuse and was selling drugs. I'm gonna call it what it is. This is real talk. He's a minor. I love my nephew, but he he witnessed a lot of things that he should have never had to witness growing up in a low-income area and a lot of toxicity. Um, I love my brother, uh, but he has made his own life choices. And uh, my mother has also made her own life choices to take them into her home. And that was not an option for me. I wasn't going to have to stress about my shit getting stolen so that he could go buy drugs. Um, wasn't going to do that. So that wasn't an option for me. So I figured out um, how to move out, how to get housing, got a job that uh, I hated <laughs> after working at the psych hospital where that was my favorite job I've ever had. And it sucked, it sucked having to leave that. However, I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. <clears throat> I called the 1-800 number on a day of desperation where I was, I actually had gotten, um, I started seeing someone, this is the first person I started dating after uh, fiance had text messaged me to break up uh, when things did not work out in our therapy and he uh, backed out of uh, our agreement to live separately for six months and do a trial separation. He said he agreed with a therapist and then he backed out and then he texted me. So that validated that uh, that relationship was not for me. I was, that was not the man that the creator of the universe designed for me. So I started seeing someone, uh, I wanna say this was a few months um, after, probably should have waited a little longer, but um, it's actually, very positive, healthy human being. Um, however, he encouraged me to get on birth control. Had I known what would have transpired after that, I never would have gotten an implant in my body. And if you are listening to this or watching this episode and you have diagnosed depression, whether it's moderate, severe, or clinical, where you're having a hard time getting out of bed, I strongly recommend you do not 
put any birth control in your body. And all of the organizations might be really pissed at me for saying that. However, I experienced mind control that was not my own thoughts. Luckily, I am a woman of prayer and I believe the Holy Spirit protected my mind. This person broke up with me in the most kind, compassionate way where he still wanted to be friends with me. He still wanted to spend quality time with me, but he knew that um, he needed to move back up to be closer to his children. And he um, knew that I had the opportunity to move across the country to help my family member who reached out for help during his divorce process. And he said, I think you should go. This will be good for you. A new scenery, new um, people to be around. Uh, it's a music city and I love music. And he knew that about me. He encouraged me to move. But in my mind, it was like I had fallen in love with someone and then they were rejecting me. And the extreme hormonal imbalance I experienced from this implant, this birth control, um, I actually called the 1-800 line because I was having suicidal thoughts that were not my own thoughts inside my own mind. This was the scariest thing I've ever experienced in my life. And I'm so glad that I called the 1-800 line and didn't actually do what those thoughts were trying to manipulate me into doing. Um, and I'm not the only person that's experienced this. Um, I was a part of this company shortly after this call. I took a pay cut and got hired as a remote health coach for one of the largest health coach companies in the United States, if not larger than Weight Watchers. They are featured on all TV ads. And, and I was the person that did the intake calls. They had a 20 minute chat with me. And I spoke to many women on birth control and they said the same thing. So I survived that. And that was my breaking point. That was my day where I drew the line in the sand and said, no more. I'm not having these issues anymore. I'm not having these thoughts anymore. Uh, the enemy is not going to be in control of me. I get to decide what thoughts go in my mind. Um, how I'm going to design my life and I need your help, Lord. That was, that was my conversation. I was on my knees praying, God, please remove these thoughts from my mind. I immediately called and had an emergency surgery removal of this implant because I could not remove it myself. They had to, a nurse, an RN that was certified in removing it, had to remove it. It was very painful to remove it because you couldn't find it in my arm, even though it was sticking out. Um, she was really nice, but, uh, she began to blame me for those thoughts and said, well, what we found is typically you've already experienced these thoughts before. So it's not actually the implant that is making these thoughts, but it's actually you and you are the problem basically is what she said. Um, listen, B I T C H I love people. I love myself. I love my life. I am a grateful person. I am hopeful. I am joyful. I know how to run. I know how to write in my journal. I know how to create music and get my mind in positive spaces. I was unable to do so with the implant in my body. I never had one bad thought since that day that they removed it. Completely healed 100%. 
That was in 2018. Shortly thereafter, a few weeks later, I moved across the country on Cinco de Mayo 2018. I started my business over. I changed business names. I actually was, uh, my first business name was a firm queen. I was into affirmations and I didn't have a solid name, but I created my Move Happy program in this in the psych hospital. And that's where this whole thing started. And I, I had this veteran that was my protector in the hospital. He was my patient. He and I built rapport on that third day when, uh, well, actually it was the, would have been the fourth day, fifth day of work. Cause I missed the fourth day to, um, since my dad passed away. Uh, I was in Sayaka's group, mindfulness-based cognitive therapy group. And he was in that room as well, retired from corporate America. And he was a U.S. Marine veteran. I believe he was a Desert Storm veteran, if I'm remembering correctly. But in any case, he lost his wife to cancer. I lost my father to cancer. Uh, we built rapport through that connection of just being transparent. I didn't want to share what happened, but I'm glad that I did. He was a part of my program the first round and the third round. He wanted to be a part of the second round, um, but his treatment team had another plan for him. And one second while I sip. It's really good tea. I love this tea. Um, so he, he was also a part of my, not my second therapy program that I designed, co-designed. Um, the third program I designed myself, I believe I called it Real Life Transitions. I think that was the title. Um, you can check at Washington State uh, what what it was billed as at the state level. Um, but basically I realized that their mindsets were not ready. Like he was about to get discharged. I designed this group for my, for that patient. I heard every Tuesday we had a meeting with all the psychologists from the wards and the wards were where, if you're not familiar with a psych hospital ward is W-A-R-D. That's where they slept. That was their home. Um, they usually were sharing a room with another patient doors were not locked. They did not have locks on the doors for their personal safety in case they had self-harm thoughts or anything like that, or were harming someone else and they, you know, trapped them in the room. There's no locks on the doors. <clears throat> they uh, had double locked doors to any exits though. So they could walk around their hall, maybe like 50 feet, maybe a hundred feet. And um, we worked in the treatment mall and uh, that was where they came down for four hours each day of group therapy. If they took their meds and they were at a level that they were safe around others and safe around themselves to earn the right to uh, be with us. We were like the fun hall. And Tuesdays after group therapy, we met with all the psychologists uh, for about 10 minutes each. And we did the highlights and the lowlights, like the problem patients, um, solutions, things of that nature. And they were talking, um, his particular ward was really trying to push him to sign the discharge paperwork, but he did not want to sign it for various reasons, um, through the VA and the struggles that he was going through. So I realized that he wasn't mentally ready to leave the hospital. So I thought maybe I could design a program that helps him transition from being here to going back in the real world. 
And so I started designing it. And in that group, uh, he got to be a part of my move happy group and then a part, part of that. So he had two hours with me every day. And he saw one day that I was struggling and he and I butted heads one day, like this is real talk. Um, when you build rapport with someone and you spend a lot of time with them uh, as a teacher, facilitator, coach, uh, you feel like you have a little bit more rapport than maybe other people around. And I, we were encouraged to get him to sign the discharge paperwork. So I was trying my best to encourage him. Uh, it was not the right approach. And he got upset. And then we chatted afterwards. And I said, Hey, look, I have to apologize. I have to be honest with you. Like I got a lot going on personally and I'm trying my best to, to be excellent in all things and do my job. Well, they're really pushing us to get you to sign your discharge paperwork. And I, I want to help you out. I don't know your full situation, but I also have my own stuff going on. He's like, what's going on with you? So I told, he says, you're not wearing your ring anymore. I said, no, I'm not. And I started tearing up because it was really fresh and I didn't tell anyone that I was engaged, but all the patients saw my ring. It was obvious that I was engaged. And one of my coworkers was trying to plan (laughs) a surprise engagement party for me with all the patients. So every single day I had to talk about how my wedding plans were going, even though we had broken up. That was embarrassing it was painful. I didn't want to keep reliving the fact that I made a really poor choice in life, but you know, it is what it is. And he knew that I lost the promotion because I came back. I I left for a couple of weeks. Um, I worked on the ward for a week. I went on vacation for a week and then I came back and I lost the promotion. So that was right after my birthday. So right around July, uh, he and I are chatting and He says, Aaron, your program, I got to see the growth. You are one of a small handful of people that actually demonstrated dignity and treated me with respect here. And there's a lot of people that I've come across. I've seen your program. I've seen you improve the program. I see how much time you invested in this program. This is bigger than this hospital you need to leave. You need to keep going and you will be sharing this with others. You will be on television. You will be speaking on stage with Joel Osteen, Tony Robbins, Oprah Winfrey, Ellen, all of these people, you are just the same at their level. Don't you give up. Do you hear me? And I'm glad that he said what he said because it was exactly what I needed to hear. And that day that I called the 1-800 hotline, it was his voice that I remembered when my angel, I believe his name was Michael, started talking to me, asking me questions of how I can get my mind in positive spaces. What can you cling to? What positive thing can you focus on? And I started telling him about my Move Happy program and how I had earned this big promotion at my job. And then I lost it because of state budget cuts. But I had this this Marine veteran that encouraged me to share it 
and told me that I would be on TV. And he said, I think, I think you should focus on that. Is there a way that you can share it? Maybe you can package it. And so then we had a, a business call. <laughs> this 1-800-SUICIDE-HOTLINE phone call turned into a business coaching session. And we strategized how, what steps I needed to, to get in place to move forward. And I said, um, I also have this implant in my arm. I believe I told him about the implant. And I was like, I honestly feel like it's accelerated my emotions out of my own control. And he said, you might need to get that removed. And I did, as soon as I got off the line with him, scheduled it, got it removed, never have had a self-harm thought again, completely 100% healed. I had a very clear vision that day. I have had glimpses of the Holy Spirit in my life, um, but I, and I know that God loves me and I know that God loves everyone, everyone, all faiths, all people, all, all colors, all creeds, all sexual orientation. God loves everybody. But I didn't know how much God loved me until I received this clear vision of this annual event of musicians and speakers sharing stories of hope on stage, inspiring people with depression to keep going. It was such a vivid thing. Um, I didn't have the how-to steps. I had the end result, that this was the direction that I needed to take my life. And I made a decision in that moment. I started writing a vision board, started penciling it in and planning things out. I called five people. One was my bro, who I highly respect. One was a college friend I sang uh, in jazz choir with, uh, who actually got to join in my VIP experience in 2020. Um, one was a family friend. Her family actually went on tour in Europe. Uh, they all played different instruments. Um, they had known my father since I think, I think their parents were friends with my dad growing up in the church and uh, she's a musician in New York now. And she, she needed a little bit more details. She wasn't against it, but she was like, follow up with me when you have the how to's like a little more, I think analytical mind, not a dreamer like me. It's fine. Um, and then I called two other people that I am not clear on yet, but I'm sure that memory will come clearer. Um, or someone can check my phone records and get back to me. And the only person that was really 100% supportive and didn't try to hold me back from this big dream was Savannah. And that's why she got invited to my rich, happy therapy experience with all VIP celebrity status people and my close network uh, because she believed in it before it was reality. And boom. 2020 was less than two years later. And I already had someone that's worked with Mr. Freaking Rogers that a movie was made out of. He worked directly with him and he and I were partnered for a little bit until unfortunately a lady caused division in my team, but that's okay. That's okay. We move forward in life. So this real entertainment therapy experience this year uh, is in progress for that annual event. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. 
if you're, you know, first time listening or watching this show and you're like, what is this? So I've never done this before, but what I have done last year, I launched my nonprofit to say thank you to the veterans and first responders that stepped up and restored all my business technologies when they were hacked into and being deleted before my eyes, including a cease and desist email I had already sent out. Didn't know you could retract an email that you already sent. I've learned a lot about tech that I uh, didn't necessarily want to learn, but I'm grateful for all the experiences, the good and the bad. Had a team of people, I believe, uh, tried to frame the person that I loved who was going through mental crisis uh, in a murder-suicide attempt uh, that failed miserably because they didn't know that uh, the Holy Spirit has their hand of favor over my life and time stopped for me the day the day of the home break and time completely stopped, slowed down. I was able to have so much energy, like all of these supernatural things were occurring. And I met a veteran in my safe house who took me under his wing. Uh, I was told by all local authorities because I was stuck in a state that was not my residence that I was wasting their resources. Um, I was told by the sheriff that walked in the upstairs of my house after the home break-in, did not check the downstairs at all, that I was paranoid. Um, I was told by a social worker that I was wasting their resources and I needed to find my own support. She actually told me that she had an eyewitness tell me that I had family in one of the Carolinas. And when I said, I need to know the name of the person that accused me, she said, uh, I'm not comfortable sharing that information. I said, I don't care if you're uncomfortable. If someone's going to lie about me, I need to know the name of the person. And what is your name? <laughs> and uh, she didn't want to tell me her name. And I said, well, federal law requires you to give me your first name and your last initial or your employee ID because I wasn't born yesterday and I've worked for many years since I was nine years old. So uh, she reluctantly gave me her last initial and I have that in my journal in case I decide to sue the, the state. But I wasn't raised to sue people. I mean, honestly, I love everybody, even those that have wronged me because they help shape me into an even more strong human being. They're really helping me to be the resiliency coach that I tell everyone I am. How can you be a resiliency coach if you haven't gone through shit? So I digress. <clears throat> so... I'm off the grid, ran out of resources. I meet this random stranger veteran who believed in me and we helped each other out. I was helping him with mobility. He was, uh, he had a stroke a few years prior to, and, uh, if you, if you've ever experienced a stroke or you have a family member that, um, has a, you lose, you typically lose mobility on one side of the body. And there's a skill that actually can ignite both sides of the brain. Uh, there's a couple different skills that you can do. Music is one. Uh, juggling is a great uh, motor skill. And there's different ways to juggle. Um, I don't know all the ways, but I learned when I was a student teacher, as a, a PE teacher, I learned how to juggle because my elementary mentor teacher, uh, Mr. Henry Michelson, had a circus arts program. So I used that skill to teach this veteran that um, I was helping that became my friend. And uh, we built a, a friendship, a trusted 
yeah, I mean, there's no other way to put around it is he was my friend. I didn't have anyone that I could trust in that moment in that season. Cause I had this woman pretended to be a minister and I believe was involved in hiring the hit man to end me. I don't, I don't know all the details. That's, that's up to God to figure out all of those details. But I, like, I was really, uh, my faith was being stretched. We'll put it that way. But he never, this veteran never uh, did anything to make me question if he was true, if he was honest, if he was loving and kind. We actually went to church together. He brought me to uh, his church. A friend that he's known for many, many years and introduced me to his circle of close people that he trusted um, to help bring some joy back into my life. And I'm so grateful for him. Like, and beyond keeping me safe and alive, um, he is well connected to veterans and first responders that somehow restored all my business technologies for my two businesses not just move happy, but I launched a second business in 2019 called Aaron Nicole media, where I helped save you over 1200 hours a year. So you can do more of what you love while also building your brand online. I got really good at growing my social media presence and connecting to high quality people because I'm clear on the vision and the direction of my purpose. And I teach others that as well. And these evil people hacked into my computer. They hacked into my emails. They, uh, they tried to delete all of this work that I had put in. There's no real reason why other than I'm doing good things in the world and the enemy's going to attack you when you're doing good things. So he and his team were able to, his friends, I should say, were able to restore my business technologies. I can never repay them ever for what they did for me. But I said, what can I do with what I have? What gifts could I give that could potentially repay them, you know, pay it forward, that law of reciprocity. And while I was in safe housing, I started writing music, actually wrote them a thank you song. It's called Thank You Veterans and First Responders. I sang it last year when I launched my nonprofit. I sang it. That's the first song I sang for all 11 concerts I hosted last year. And this year, the real entertainment therapy experience is a portion of what I did last year with an addition of having breakout sessions taught by medical practitioners, Eastern, Western medical practitioners, and uh, business professionals. So as I'm building out the lineup for this year, I'm really freaking excited. So what it looks like is we've got a keynote address for about 30 minutes um, as you're, you know, logging in using the Zoom platform that I think just about all of us learned how to use in 2020. I have actually been using it since 2015, I believe, when I joined uh, this direct sales company because that's what our team used to do our training. So I was already very versed in the in the platform. Um, however, uh, still learning how to do the breakout sessions. So that's something that I got to learn in the next few days here, uh, but they've assigned an account executive to help me because they love what I'm doing for mental health. 
And I told them that 65,000 people are invited. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, when you have the hand of favor of the creator of the universe, you can grow really fast. So I'm hoping <laughs> that sponsors step up and fork over some money because there's only 88 seats available after the contributors do their thing and um, use um, there's certain number of seats, digital seats available for the amount of money that I pay each month. So and I'm on limited income right now. So in any case, uh, so we've got an opening keynote address. You'll drop in if you're if you're showing up live for this, you're going to drop in where you're from. Uh, what you do. Uh, if you are concerned about your personal safety, just say what country you're in. You don't have to give us your address. Like there's going to be people from all over the world. Um, uh, my goal is to connect you to at least one quality person and to entertain you. And if by the end you connected to one quality person and you felt entertained, then my goal has been met. Um, it is a free event, and I will say there uh, some statistics I looked up. Um, the source is Wikipedia, so keep that in mind. Uh, <laughs> the U.S. military pays the NFL $53 million, I believe, annually to say good things about the military at their sporting events. So soak that in for a second. $53 million they pay an organization to say good things about them. So my service last year did not charge. I did not take a salary. I used my own time and I did not realize how valuable the service that I was offering. And I think that's why I had so many people step up to help me. I had a hundred volunteers in 26 countries that I'm aware of. There's probably many more that stepped up to help um, all these private conversations behind closed doors. My first concert, I was actually homeless still. I was gaining residency back in my state in an Airbnb because I, uh, there, the shelters, I applied and interviewed with the shelter, but one of my roommates just got out of jail for theft and I wasn't trying to live with someone. I'm sorry, but I would be sharing this room with this person and two year wait list besides that one shelter that I interviewed with six months to two year wait list because I don't have children because I've been a responsible adult and I have not made poor choices. I'm not blaming any woman that has children, but I, uh, was in the category of a two year wait list. So I had the, I had the uh, homeless category title of uh, staying in uh, my, we'll call him my landlord because this was Airbnb, but uh, he let me stay there for an extended stay, um, but it wasn't cheap. And I got help from my mom because I didn't have income coming in yet because I had a full-time job in the other state. I was paid more than a teacher with a master's degree and 10 years experience would be paid teaching 30 children for working with one because I worked for a rich IT director. I took care of his 10-year-old son to make sure his son was uh, had a positive mental well-being. They hired me because of my Move Happy content and podcast and positivity, and they were going to hire a therapist for their son. So they got a two-in-one combo with me. However, they started doing things outside of the laws for COVID, 
Um, my landlord at the time, type two diabetes, I was trying not to kill her and I also have asthma. And so I was, I was watching way too much news and I was concerned about my personal safety and my health. And when they started traveling, going internationally, started asking me to pick up his friends <clears throat> that I didn't know were COVID, you know, infested or <laughs> that's a terrible word to say, but, uh, teenage boys, you can't guarantee how they're going to behave or who they're going to hang around or, just people in general, we all, I mean, we've all seen how people are wearing their masks <laughs> and it's not whether or not you believe the mask is effective. Uh, it's definitely not if it's down here, we'll just put it that way. <laughs> and, um, I'm laughing because I made it through. I made it through. He decided to not have the family get tested, um, completely cut my income immediately. No severance. Uh, I was not given medical uh, I was a 1099 though. I was on their schedule. So they will probably be audited randomly from the IRS. Um, I'm not mad about that. Um, however, that's my reality. So I didn't have income coming in when I moved back to my residency state. And I still did this concert anyway, because the Holy Spirit told me while I was in safe housing, December, 2020, you're going to start your nonprofit and you're going to call it Aaron Nicole Ministries. And it's going to be for veterans and first responders. You're going to host concerts online and you're going to help them connect with each other. Cause that's one of my genius skills. I'm like, okay, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done this before. First concert, keynote speaker, Emmy nominated TV producer, worked with former president of the United States, worked with Kirk Franklin, Maroon 5, Gwen Stefani, Tori Kelly, Leanne Rhymes, Avril Lavigne. I mean, there's probably way more in the list. Those are just the names that I've heard him say either privately or publicly. He's also posted publicly. So it's okay for me to say that. Bill Dolan, son of a veteran. He said, Aaron, I'm a son of a veteran. I love what you're doing. Yes, you can count me in to be a part of this experience. So he was my first keynote speaker. Hard to up-level after that. However, when I talked to one of my connections, thanks to Michelle, who connected me to him, Reggie Walker, NFL player, second keynote speaker, musicians uh, from the first, second, I don't remember all the exact order, a previous Super Bowl performer. I sang in high school um, in the same elite music group a few years before graduated, and then he joined the group. Um, he was in the Tops and Blue Air Force group. They toured around the world. I, I want to say he went to 26 countries, something like that, or 13 26, I think it was 26 countries in 13 months. It was a very uh, fast tour and they got to sing back up for Leah Michelle who was a part of the Glee TV show, God bless America. And he got to sing it at the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> and I sang on the same stage as him digitally last year. I'm super grateful for Matt, Matt Flores. Go sign up for his financial services. Um, if you need support with that. And then we had, you know, incredible, I had a cybersecurity expert that actually scanned my computer for me and confirmed that Apple was incorrect. He was one of the original five OGs. And if you're like, what's an OG? That's original gangster, yo. He was one of the five original cybersecurity professionals for Apple. He's also worked for Microsoft. He traveled around the world, very good at what he does, but he wanted more time with his family. So he decided to downsize his career a little bit. And he's in charge of an organization that uh, he's in charge of the uh, the IT department for this organization. 
it's not a small company. It's 1300 employees. So he went from like a trillion dollar company to probably a billion or at least multi-million. I don't know what their revenue is. I actually have no idea. I just made that up. Um, however, he helped me in my time of need. He was one of a small few handful of people that helped me for free. He didn't have to do that for free when Apple screwed up three times. Love you, Apple. Definitely love the products. Um, but when I called in asking for help three times and still had my home broken into because they were remotely adding the find my iPhone app in my phone illegally and tracked my location, pretty scary that that could happen. I didn't know that that could happen, but you know what? I made it through. I made it through and I'm grateful that I'm using this Apple product to share the story. So it is what it is. So this year uh, I'm incorporating the skills that I learned from my first year of hosting concerts ever in my life and organizing it and doing all the emails and invites and everything and promotions and PR and also entertaining and also being tech support because I was a one woman show last year. Uh, I gained I gained a volunteer in my last concert. Um, Robbie somehow heard about my stuff through LinkedIn or I forget the story, but um, Robbie's my volunteer. He's got 20 years of AV experience and I'm so grateful. He actually helped me to send out the email invitations um, over the weekend. If you didn't get one yet and you should have, please reach out to either of us ASAP um, because you do have to fill out the survey by midnight Wednesday because I need energy and I need to focus Thursday. So I'm not going to deal with any invites. Like if you, if you last minute, then you can want, you can come in May. I'm not going to worry about it. So he helped me send all the invitations out. He also did a lot of research for me on, uh, we needed to, to update the survey platform because uh, when you have a judge that's your keynote speaker and your final concert, and she's not able to fill out the survey because she doesn't have a Google email that's a huge problem for a professional nonprofit. And I am a professional. So I didn't know that that was a limitation. So we learned through experiences. So he did research on um, surveys that are low cost, that are simple to orchestrate and disseminate to people. That just means if you're a young kid and you're like, what is disseminate? That just means distribute, like to send out to people. So I it's a free version, uh, but when I did the survey, there wasn't a back option. And he said, in order for us to have the back option, if you like accidentally answered the wrong response and you want to be able to change your response, um, you have to pay for it. So I'm paying $20 a month. It's not a lot, uh, but it's still money that I'm paying. I'm not, I don't have a lot of sponsors coming in yet. I know they're I know they're getting ready to write those checks and send those. Please don't send checks, actually, because that's like so old school. But hey, you know what? Money is money. If you're going to send it in, you can make sure you get my PO box. But anyways, uh, of course, on the website would be preferred AaronNicoleMinistries.org. Anyways, uh, so I'm really excited. We've got our keynote speaker, Future Kane, is hosting, uh, organizing the first uh, topic is mindset. So Future Kane is an incredible human being, not just because Future connected me to many veterans last year, um, has been featured in the New York Times. Uh, Forbes is a mindset business strategist for people, um, is a parent. Like, you're definitely going to want, 
if you can't stay for the whole thing, you at least want to watch and listen to the opening address um, and the closing address. And initially I had told her that there will be a replay, but we're actually turning this into an NFT and selling it and then distributing money to all the contributors. I'm not taking a penny. So if you show up as an audience member, you're going to get a cut because you're helping us create this um, research project. Just like if you're in college or grad school and you get a $20 gift for <laughs> being a part of a study and they're like poking and prodding you, like this is going to be a lot more than $20 once, once people purchase the NFT, but I won't be able to do a replay. I don't think I'm still figuring out the tech and the options with how NFTs actually work, but I believe that the person that, that purchases the NFT, uh, you will have to be able, you have to reach out to them to have access to it. So I don't, I don't know if there will be a replay or not. So I apologize if I confused anybody on that, uh, but you have to show up live or you have to send someone to the event uh, that is a veteran first responder, medical practitioner, anyone that is a connected family member to veterans and first responders um, in the U.S. and also internationally in countries that we are not at war at, that we are friendly with in the United States. Um, you're all welcome because I imagine the stats are similar in your country for suicide risk and whatnot. And I want to decrease those stats to zero. That's my lifetime goal. So it's a legacy brand. Uh, it won't ever happen in my lifetime, but it keeps me going. It keeps me having a, a driving purpose that I can pass on to the next generation when I get too old to be able to do it anymore. So opening address, future Kane, uh, followed by an hour of original music. I'm really excited. We've got Pete Fordham. Um, he's, he's actually doing original music. He's a guitar player, singer. He does drums. He actually helped me with my first EP, which will be released hopefully in the next couple of days, um, called Love Conquers All. And just an incredible human being, um, is a father, is a uh, veteran of the National Guard. And you're going to love, you're going to love his music. Um, and ladies, he is single. Oh, <laughs> uh, he might kill me for telling that, but anyways. And um, I'm working on, I do have a rapper that I met that agreed to be a part of it, but has not sent me their materials yet. So we always have plan B, C, D, E, F, organized people. So I actually met a rapper today, so I'm not sure if he's available Thursday night, uh, but he's, he's a professionally paid rap artist. He just turned 18 age don't mean a thing. Uh, but I said, Hey, talk to your parents. Cause he still lives at home. So do the thing. So he might be a part of it. Um, we'll see. Um, we had an incredible conversation and I drive for Lyft. That's how I'm making my money, my, my day money right now, right now until, until my sales blow up, which they will. Cause I, I know this year is the year of being fierce and uh, we're just talking about all his paid gigs and whatnot. And, he has paid quite a bit of money to be featured on a radio show. So they not only featured him, but they also paid him. And I'm like, get it, bro. That's so dope. So he's very interested in being a part of it. He might, because it's such short notice, he might actually join uh, May or 
August. Um, I'm going to get a, a better feel for his style and flow and whatnot. He sent me his link to his materials. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super, super stoked about that. Um, so we'll have an hour of music, original materials, and then uh, we're going into the breakout sessions. And we've got Bill Dolan, who was my first keynote speaker last year. He's going to be talking on the power of hiring quality team members so that you can create a culture of love, support, uh, just positivity within your team if you are in the business sector. Um, because if you take care of your team members, they will take care of the customers. So he's going to talk about that. Uh, Catherine Brown, who actually worked at the psych hospital where Move Happy was first formed. She actually helped me develop the before and after photos for all 60 plus workouts, <laughs> the photos, because I knew that live in-person training was great. That's number one, followed by a video, followed by pictures as far as effectiveness of role modeling and getting someone to like do something, take action. However, many of our patients had, were on, well, all of them were on some sort of psychiatric drug medication to balance their psychosis, uh, side effects, make them sleepy memory, not so strong. So for them to recall exercises, extremely challenging. So on the day that we did station workouts, I wanted to make sure they didn't have to remember what the exercise was by the name of it alone. Like they weren't going to remember 16 different exercises just by, Oh, the bicep curl. What's the bicep curl again? Oh, well, that's this one. Cause I couldn't walk around because <laughs> I initially thought that I would try that. And then I was like, Oh, they're not going to remember this. Cause I barely remember names of things. And I've been in the industry since 2008. Well, I've taught swimming lessons 2006 to 2008. So, um, even being a professional in the industry, like I wasn't going to remember it all. So I said, we need before and after photos. So Catherine actually uh, on my iPhone, see Apple back at work again, grateful for Apple. Uh, she took my before and after photos of all the exercises. We only had like one or two planning days between our semesters. And we had to also chart notes for all the patients. Um, there was a lot of responsibility in a very short amount of time. However, when I explained to her what I was doing, she was like, absolutely. I'd love to help you with that. So grateful for her. So she gets to be honored and gets to be one of our breakout instructors. And I'm so grateful that she agreed to it, first of all, because she is a new mom again and going to school, getting her master's degree. She's focusing on neuropsychology and what her topic is going to be on. I'm really excited about this. And so she's got a passion for uh, people that are adults that have experienced abuse as children that are not completely fully healed from the trauma. So she's going to talk about and kind of build awareness for kind of signs and symptoms, what to look out for. So you could be more kind and compassionate to an adult that might've experienced childhood trauma of abuse and whatnot. So really excited and honored that she is going to share some of her story, her truth. Um, you can connect directly with Bill and Catherine. And then we've got uh, Brad, I'm really excited. He is a new connection. Uh, Future actually connected me to him about a week ago. Might not even be a full week. I told her exactly who I was looking for, the kinds of people. I said I want, um, 
I want a top military leader. I want um, someone that either has, is a parent of a child with special needs, either physical um, disability or cognitive, or maybe is a teacher and works with children with, uh, you know, special needs accommodations, because we need to understand the perspective of someone that lives that life every day or works with people and children, adults um, that deals with that because there is so much to be learned from people that are doing this service or living this life that they can't control because their child was born with, you know, maybe um, an extra uh, chromosome or uh, maybe they experienced a terrible car accident and they're dealing with uh, TBI, uh, you know, various things. So she connected me uh, to this amazing gentleman. And the more I'm learning about him, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like such an amazing connection. So he's a best-selling author, uh, DNA of a winner. He's going to talk about his curriculum a little bit and his story. Um, he actually designed his own curriculum for the high school that he teaches at uh, in his leadership course. So he's going to share a little bit of his story and how to uh, increase and improve your mindset of being a winner. The, what is it? What does it look like to have the DNA of a winner mentality? Um, and he's also a parent and he might talk about this. He might not, but he is a parent of a child on the spectrum. So you definitely want to tune in if you have children that are on the spectrum, or if you work with children that are on the spectrum, or if you work in a high school, or if you are an aspiring author, like you're definitely going to not want to miss out on hearing from him. Uh, so I'm very, very excited. The four of us are going to do the breakout session and then we're going to have an hour more of original music uh, by yours truly. I'm going to be singing uh, nine songs. I'm still figuring out the timing of it. So it might be a little, little more, a little less than an hour. And then we'll close out the evening with future doing final remarks, final aha moments. Um, you'll have a chance before I get to my original music to ask Q and a questions to all of us, um, in the small breakout rooms. And, uh, you know, please, I encourage you to take notes. This is, this is research. This is going to be white paper research. And I also want you to learn from this experience. If you work in the business sector, if you work in the school systems, if you work in, you know, a state capacity, like state hospitals, um, if you work with veterans or first responders, especially my goal is to improve in the treatment of people and patients with depression. And I think we all can relate to having, maybe not having depression, but going through a bad season, going through a tough year. You know, we all went through the pandemic together as a global world. <laughs> so we all have our own stories and versions of that, but how can we keep pressing forward? So I'm really excited about this. This is the first event of the year. Uh, there will be four this year. And then we'll see if next year is the year to do the annual event and add that in. So we will, we shall see, but I'm really excited. I'm honored. This is again, a free 100% free event. There are no gotchas. You do have to be a part of the survey and the research. If you're going to be a part of it though, that's, that's your ticket in the door. So the survey is very, very simple. You can do it on your phone. I actually did it um, from my phone yesterday. Um, in order to get invited 
uh, to this experience, um, you do have to provide us your email. So if you are listening to this or watching the show, uh, reach out to me on any social media platform. I'm on uh, Facebook and Instagram and TikTok at the Real Move Happy T H E. Well, the little at sign T H E R E A L M O V E H A P P Y. I'm on Twitter, the little at sign Move Happy Team T E A M. Uh, on LinkedIn, you can reach out to me. My main one is Erin Nicole, uh, my professional page. And then there's a, a move happy one. I don't want to confuse my nonprofit with my for-profit business. Um, however, I'm not, I'm not creating social media handles for, for Erin Nicole ministries. Like you can just, you can just find me on there it's fine. Uh, there's the, if you do want to message me on LinkedIn, just message Erin Nicole directly. And I'm on Snapchat, the little at sign, the move happy, I think the setting is private on Snapchat. There's been a lot of weird, like fake accounts that are trying to connect with me on there. And I don't really know how it works, but I know that my 20 something year old friend was showing me the other day. Um, well, like a couple years ago, but <laughs> I know just enough to send people messages and post things. But for the most part, uh, I don't add people on my Snapchat um, that I don't recognize the name anymore just because of what has happened to me and uh, won't have that happen again. Um, or you can email directly and just give me a good email for you. And we'll make sure to get that invite. If you're listening to this and this is after Thursday, um, February 10th, uh, you know, thank you for listening. The event went amazing. <laughs> we missed you. <laughs> uh, but there will be another event in May, uh, date to be determined, one in August, and the final one this year will be in December. So that gives me more time to be able to share about it, um, to build it up, and for sponsors to step up. Uh, I am looking for one platinum sponsor. Um, you would be featured in all promotions all year long. Um, you do need to, to be sponsoring for a minimum of seven figures for that. Um, I will include you in all of the email invitations and um, pretty much unlimited social media posts as well. Um, just anytime I feel uh, led to say something nice about your organization or various things. Um, so reach out to me if you are interested in being a platinum sponsor. I will say this. Um, I am no dummy. I was not born yesterday and I also don't need your money. I've been able to do a lot without any sponsorship dollars, including a free invite to email 65,000 patients because my doctor is a veteran and he said, we're going to do this for you. I didn't ask them. So I don't need your money. So if you are involved in illegal activities, money laundering, fraud, please don't reach out to me. Don't waste my time or yours uh, because I already have a team that's going to be looking into your organization anyway. So you might as well just not waste my time and energy. However, if you are a good organization, you've got a good heart, you've got a good established brand and um, or maybe you don't have a good brand yet, but you're wanting to establish your brand. This is how you do it. Um, you write that check, you go on my website, sponsor for seven figures minimum, and then you reach out to me and tell me that you did it. 
proof receipt. I'll get the email receipt also, and I'll be freaking out and doing a cartwheel. Uh, <laughs> let's just be real. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for the money flowing in this year. And what I'm going to be using that sponsorship dollars for is exactly what I said earlier in the show. I'm distributing it to all contributors. Traditional studies that are done in university settings are not accurate. They're not real. Why are they not real? Because the people that are participating in your studies are in their 20s because it's hard to recruit people for research. So they pay college students. Um, I was in grad school when I was a part of a few studies from my friends that were like, please, we need help. So they paid us through gift cards or whatever, 20 bucks usually was, I think the max amount they were allowed to do. So how this research is different, uh, you're volunteering to be a part of it. Um, we're providing you training, education, entertainment. Um, it's the first ever in addition, it's longitudinal study. So you need to make sure that that email you provide, you're going to have for a minimum of seven years because we're going to be following up with you immediately after the experience or within 24 hours while your emotions are still really connected to the real entertainment therapy experience. I ask you to, to complete the post-survey. And then six months later, we're going to follow up with you and see if there's any longitudinal data where your mood is still high, um, you're feeling connected to whoever you connected with, um, if you still feel good about the experience six months later, we're going to do one at one year later as well. And then seven years later to see how this has impacted you over the course of your life. Most longitudinal studies are millions of dollars. So for me to say that you need to be a seven figure sponsor is very conservative. I am not keeping any of this money. If you sponsor seven figures, your money will go directly to all of the audience participants, all of the breakout instructors, the keynote speaker, and my government paying taxes for allowing me to have this nonprofit and provide this service to not just my country, but the entire world. Once I get to 5013 uh, C3 status, um, which I'm in the process of. Um, however, there are still digital attackers reaching out and creating either fear tactic with the people that I have reached out to to ask to be on my board or are blocking my messages entirely from these people. <sighs> That's okay. We keep moving forward. So I'm not able to apply for 501c3 status until I have a board of directors and have all of the, the, my ducks in a row, my T's crossed, my I's dotted. And I am working the best that I can with the time frame that I have available and the budget that I have available, but it's not free. There is a fee involved to apply. I had that money saved up, um, but then other obstacles have come in the way. So I'm choosing to focus on what I can control right now. And that's getting Thursday's event done and filled to the brim. My goal is to have a hundred seats in attendance. Um, we have 65,000 people that have been invited across the nation. I think a hundred is a fair, reasonable amount. I only have 88 seats available left uh, at the current financial uh, 
budget that I pay for. I pay for like $15 plus tax. So it's like $16 a month that I pay. And I don't mind continuing to pay that. Um, however, I don't have any extra money to expand the room. So if you if you sponsor $50, um, you're not going to get all the email and video pr promotion and all that that a seven-figure sponsor will get. But um, you will get a thank you email from me. And uh, that will allow us to have a total of 500 seats available. Um, which would cover my goal. Um, if we happen to get more people to fill out the survey, you have until midnight central time zone Wednesday, that will tell me exactly how many seats we need. So then I can relay messages to potential sponsors. Uh, the most at 10,000 level, 10,000 plus, then they don't cap um, seats after that is um, 8440 So $8,440, which is really not that much if you are sponsoring seven figures, um, 8,400 or 80. I'm not sure if there's tax involved in that. Probably 80, we'll say 8,550 to round it up just to protect, protect the tax amount. Um, that would be taken out of the seven figures to make sure that there's space for everyone in the room. The rest of the money would be distributed to taxes, to the government, all participants, contributors, entertainers, musicians, comedians, et cetera, um, keynote speaker, breakout instructors. And again, I'm not taking a penny of it. I don't mind um, having someone update my website to have all the monies like public information because I'm doing this as a service. I'm alive. I'm grateful to be alive. And I love to sing and I would do it for free because when you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. However, there are bills that I need to pay. <laughs> this is reality of being an adult. And my dream and my vision is to eventually have a physical location called the Healing Harmony Place that I live at. It's kind of like my own Airbnb stay. And I get to welcome veterans that are, uh, needing some R&R &R for a weekend, uh, maybe they're active duty and they want to bring their spouse for a few nights, get away and have relaxation, go in my recording studio, go get a massage, go in the salt room, go play with my dogs in the back, go ride some horses, whatever it is that they want to do. Uh, maybe they have their battle buddy they haven't seen for many years and they want to reconnect with them, play some video games in the game room. Uh, that's kind of my long-term vision. And if they happen to be staying the weekend that we have or the week that we have our experience, our real entertainment therapy experience, they get to meet all the contributors, all of the people that are a part of it um, in person and get autographs signed and, you know, do the selfie thing and it'll be a fun all thing. So when they get to meet me, if you care to meet me, <laughs> some of you are like, I don't really want to meet you. It's fine. It's fine. You're not going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> so this real entertainment therapy experience, I believe wholeheartedly will make history books. There's not a lot of white paper research on holistic mental health alternative options for people without the requirement of medication. And I am not against medication at all. 
I have taken medication throughout the years, different seasons in my life when I needed help with sleeping and decreasing my anxiety, helping with my mood. Um, however, there is a lot of power in doing what we love and focusing on our genius skills, focusing on our passions, our creative flow. Music is huge. And no one has ever combined everything into a whole training conference thing and then turned it into a therapy, a group therapy experience. And I'm excited to see how well this goes. I do believe it's going to make history books. It's going to be in textbooks, I believe. And this is a very bold statement. I'm speaking this into existence, but I believe this will make it into psychology textbooks globally, translated into multiple languages in order to help people worldwide end depression. It is the most expensive condition in the world and it is the least financially supported globally. The workplace, the World Health Organization estimated in 2019, pre-pandemic shutdown, that $1 trillion in productivity is lost in the workplace annually, specifically because they do not have the proper resources set in place for people that have depression and anxiety. This is one avenue to help decrease the lost money in the workplace. When you are loved and appreciated at your job, you will stick and stay. When you feel appreciated, valuable, and important by your boss and your team, and you have community, you have a culture that encourages you to be yourself and not to be controlled or manipulated by a boss that has issues, you work harder. I had a culture of winners encouraged me. They were empathetic when my father passed away my third day on the job. What did they get from me? They got three group therapy programs billable to the state of Washington for free. I did that all outside of my work hours. So I'm going to teach you and I'm bringing you the best instructors to help improve the treatment of people and patients with depression globally. You don't want to miss out on this. So make sure to get me your email ASAP before midnight. Wednesday, February 9th, Central Time Zone. I love you guys. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. See you next week. And I definitely hope to see you Thursday night. Bye.